1: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome back to basketball conference the ACC football podcast my name is Joey Weaver I'm a Georgia Tech grad and a Louisville fan he's Mike McDaniel he is a Virginia Tech grad and a Notre Dame fan Mike first question Virginia made a bowl game this year does that justify Bronco Mendenhall's coaching job
0: does not because they went to that bowl game and lost forty nine to seven to Navy. So, Whew,
1: buddy, it did not, and and not like a particularly good Navy team either. Like kind of one of the more mediocre to crappy Navy teams we've seen in recent years, and they just got the crap kicked out of them in Annapolis in that game. That was
0: embarrassing. Navy attempted one pass in that game. Oh, it was incomplete, by the way.
1: Oh no! Oh, Virginia. Okay. Yeah, we're going to recap the Virginia Cavaliers in 2017, and I, I sit here sounding like it's all you know just uh, gloom and doom. Look, there was there were yeah. six and six. They made a bowl game. They they got the crap kicked out of them in the bowl game. It was embarrassing, but the thing is, Mike, we predicted them to go four and eight. Both of us did, and going six and seven. And we talked a little bit before this, but I think it's very clear where the difference was between four and eight and six and seven for the Cavaliers this year.
0: Uh, Kurt Benkert.
1: That, that was, yeah, that was kind of the underlying reason. But there were, I mean, there were two games that stuck out here, right? That they, that we probably weren't projecting them to win or wouldn't have thought that they would have won, that they did. And that was a really impressive, all credit due to Virginia for the way that they won a road game big time on a Friday night in September against Boise State. Not an easy place to play. Uh, they just took it to the Broncos in that game. Uh, and then the other game that they won was a uh, an early November home game against Georgia Tech, a bit of a shootout. Uh, they got down a li- like pretty quickly after halftime and then clawed their way back into the game and come away 40-36 winners. Both games that we were not expecting the Cavs to win, that they do come away with, and next thing you know, they're bowl eligible.
0: If uh, your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets didn't beat my Virginia Tech Hokies again this year, I could bring up the fact that the one thing that separates my team from your team is my team doesn't lose to Virginia, mm-hmm. but you know. I but can... scoreboard, Mike, scoreboard. Yeah, but scoreboard. Yeah. Um, what are you? You're now two and zero in our podcast history. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this. Thanks, rivalry. Justin Fuente. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's good. Uh, is uh, Georgia Tech Justin Fuente's kryptonite? Okay, back to uh, valid question. <laughs> back to the Virginia game. Uh, it got off to a better start in 2017 because they didn't get blown out by an FCS team in the opener. That's a positive. Um, right. So you'll remember they got blown out by Richmond in the opener two years ago, and they beat William and Mary 28 to 10. It really wasn't even as close as the final score indicated. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they went three and one out of conference. They lose that game to Indiana uh, at home. We figured that would be one of the tougher uh, non conference games, that the Boise State game, which they surprised us with, like you mentioned. And then they got conference play started off on the right foot. They won two in a row against Duke and North Carolina. So Virginia was five and one. And then they lost five out of six heading into the bowl game and then lost that game as well. Um, the only win, of course, in that stretch was against Georgia Tech. So uh, season definitely didn't didn't end uh, the way that a lot of Virginia fans would have liked for it to end, uh, given the fact that Virginia started the year five and one um, to you know, struggle down the stretch and, you know, including the bowl game, go one and six is not the way you want to finish the year. But, you know, through mid October, things were going really well. And I think you and I kind of made some jokes on a few of the recaps. It's like, wow, if Virginia like beats BC and Pitt and they're all of a sudden seven and one, are they ranked? Mm-hmm. And the answer at that point is probably yes. Uh, so, you know, Virginia was, you know, a couple games away here. And of course, I got blown out by BC and Pitt. So I didn't help their cause. But, you know, you win a couple of those games, and all of a sudden, we're talking about a Virginia team that is a far cry from the four and eight team that you and I predicted and ends up winning maybe eight games, nine games is, you know, even a possibility. So they were the beneficiary of a semi soft schedule. I think we can all acknowledge that, but credit where credit's due. Going to Boise, winning that game, looking dominant against UConn is. You know, something that we haven't seen out of the Virginia program in a while where we look at a team that's like pretty bad in the FBS. And we're like, yeah, Virginia going to, need to really beat that team and beat that team down. And they did that for multiple weeks in a row and they were playing some really good football there. So baby steps, baby steps. It's hey, I mean, six wins and a ball berth for the first time since 2011. Uh, if you're a Virginia fan, you'd sign up for that, given what mm-hmm. Virginia's had the last few years, that's for sure
1: yeah you take that every time Mike. here's here's the thing that bothers me about what Virginia did in 2017. so as they even as they overperformed and, uh, and made a bowl game and all this, let me let me run you through how much Virginia lost by in each of their seven losses. Are you ready? Let's do it 17, 31, 17, 17, 16, 10, 42 close all close games, right I don't know. Uh, the the loss to Virginia Tech was their closest loss. Don't the remind 10 me. Point loss. Don't remind me. Um, Virginia, when they were losing, like they just got shellacked in these games. Um, they they won three ACC games by a combined seventeen points. Um, they had close wins in conference and not close losses. Um, that that's concerning to me as, as this team is like, how much of this is fluky? You know, they they found a way in in the rain against Georgia Tech or. They just hung on at the end against North Carolina. Some of these things is um, some of these things are kind of coin flips that turned up Virginia's way, but they're not really sustainable long term. So I don't know. It was a weird season for the Cavaliers. Um, a lot of good moments, a lot of pretty bad moments, kind of tossed in there. Best win again, probably Boise State, maybe Georgia Tech. Um, I would argue Boise State probably a better win than Georgia Tech, being that they went on the road against a team that is tough to play where they were on a weeknight, the whole thing. Um, so so good win there. Toughest loss? I, I think the last three losses, 44-28 at Miami, 10-0 at home against Virginia Tech, and uh, 49-7 against Navy in the uh, Military Bowl. Those were all kind of their own flavors of really tough loss. Does any one stick out to you, uh, Mike the Hokie, as far as which one was Mike the worst or toughest loss for Virginia in there?
0: Uh, the toughest loss, I think, is 41-10 to Boston College. Because you'll remember at that point in the year, that Boston College team was not great. Um, mm-hmm. BC obviously finished strong. In that game against Virginia that BC had where they won by 31 was the start of a great run for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and BC obviously closed the season it was definitely a second half team they they um, closed the season really really strong and the second half of their schedule was a lot better than what happened the first half of their schedule but BC at that point in time um, in the middle of October was not a great football team and Virginia got absolutely blasted in that game at home too this is after they had won four straight so they came tumbling back to earth really quickly I think if you had to pick out one game uh, that's an obvious one. And then going on the road to pit the following week and really, you know, you lose that game 31 to 14, but you really didn't even look competitive throughout that game. Uh, but you know, Virginia was able to bounce back. They had the win, um, against Georgia tech. And, you know, some people would say, Oh, the 10, nothing loss to Virginia tech. I mean, that's, that, that's a tough loss. Cause it was your closest loss that you had out of the, you know, six games you lost down the stretch. Uh, but, that game against Virginia Tech. I mean, Virginia Tech just kind of put a chokehold on Virginia's offense, and they never looked like they were going to be able to score, and they didn't ultimately score. So, the one game for me is the BC game. I think that's a real obvious one because that started kind of the downhill spiral for Virginia's season.
1: Yeah. And you could argue that that was a little bit of the coming out party for Boston College and what they turned into at the end of the year, too. Boston College was three and four going to that game with a close win at Northern Illinois, an uninspiring win over Central Michigan, and a, a A win the week before, 45-42 over Louisville, you could argue whether that was fluky or not, but a 41-10 domination. I mean, Boston College really caught fire towards the end of the year, and it was at Virginia's expense that it was really like, no, 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 Boston College is for real. Um, To me, a a loss at Miami when you had a a couple touchdown lead and then just kind of let it all slip away – That wasn't good. Um, An ugly win or an ugly loss where you just look totally helpless against your in-state rival where you thought you really might have a chance to break a 15-year streak or however many decades it's been now. Um, That was just tough to stomach. And then running a kickoff, the opening kickoff back for a touchdown and then giving up 49 straight points to end your bowl game is not really a pretty way to end the season either. So Again, a few uh not so pretty versions of, of a loss here to end the season for Virginia. I, I don't know which one is the toughest, but you're probably not wrong to throw in a 41-10 blowout loss to Boston College in there as well. Um, needless to say, Virginia suffered a few uh very various flavors of very tough loss all year. Mike coaching staff, uh no big changes here this offseason. Um Bronco Mendenhall uh, have, has he built any confidence in you that he is going to build something sustainable and effective and successful at Virginia over a, a five, seven,
0: ten-year period? Uh, he did at BYU. Like that's the problem. Like that's what we have to continue to point to. Obviously, this year was a step in the right direction for Virginia, but can he do it year over year? And I think that's why year three is so important because Virginia got off to such a rocky start in its first year in 2016 when they went two and ten. And to come back this year and to win six games, get to a bowl game, you lose the bowl game and you weren't competitive in it, but you got to six wins, you got to a bowl. That was a clear step in the right direction. Now, can you have, you know, you're losing a ton of players off of the 2017 team heading into next season, a ton of big time contributors, but can you take the success that you had in 2017 and build on it heading into next season? I'll tell you what: If Bronco Mendenhall is able to get this team to six wins next year in another bowl game, with basically an entirely new offense and losing a ton of contributors on the defense, you're going to feel pretty good if you're a Virginia fan about the direction this thing is heading. But if they start to slide, they go back to maybe two and ten, a three and nine season, then all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, like was it just a blip on the radar the 2017 season that got us back to the bowl game? But can Bronco Mendenhall make this a sustainable run for Virginia? You know what, Joey? We're still pointing to that BYU tenure. And, you know, year three is going to be big here for Bronco Mendenhall of Virginia. I think it's going to be a big indicator of what's to come.
1: I would agree. And that's, that's a little bit concerning. So uh, I agree that we are continuing to point to BYU for, you know, signs of sustained success. Year three is going to be important, um, and, and I think it's a good opportunity for Mendenhall. Um, there's there's a lot that Virginia will be losing. I want to see, you know, what he can do, what he's recruited to kind of fill in for those guys, even if you, even if you don't make a bowl game in 2018, if you have a, an upset win here, uh, you know, a, a really close loss to a really good team there, you know, show me something that that this is sustainable, you know, what you're doing. And it's not just totally reliant on some seniors, especially on defense who are just dominant. Um, Show me that you are building something that makes sense and is sustainable. So moving into 2018, Virginia loses and Mike, stay with me here. Kurt Benkert, uh, their top two wide receivers, basically two of their top three wide receivers, Micah Kaiser, Quinn Blanding, and Andrew Brown. Is that a problem? Seems like a problem. Yeah, it, seems, it does seem like a problem. Uh, not great. These are some of your, your biggest playmakers. So now you're replacing a quarterback, more or less your entire passing game, uh, as well as the, the biggest playmakers on your defense. For, your, you know, linebackers, one of the best linebackers in the country, as well as one of the best uh, secondary players in the entire conference, at least, if not the country. Uh, a guy who finished in the top 10 in tackles in the ACC basically his entire career. Um, I'm I'm worried. Um, I I don't know what Virginia has that is really going to come to fruition early on, you know, and, and kind of lead them into a a six and six type of season. We can look at the schedule. We're talking about out of conference games, home against Richmond at Indiana, home against Ohio, home against Liberty. That's a good FCS team, uh, a pretty solid big 10 team and a low key, pretty good Mac team in Ohio. There is some weird chance that they could go one and three, zero and four out of conference. You know, it wouldn't shock me, Mike. What they've got to replace? Could they lose to Richmond? Could they lose at Indiana? Lose at you know against Ohio at home? I think they could. Is that is that really pessimistic? Am I being a hater?
0: Maybe maybe Virginia fans are going to think I'm trolling. I think it's more likely that Virginia goes zero and four with that schedule than it is that they go four and zero and Agreed. maybe yeah and maybe i'm just being a pessimist and virginia tech homer or whatever you want to call me but i think it's more likely they go 0 and four in that stretch and it is that they go four and no now what do i think they'll actually go i mean i think they probably split or they go three and one gut feeling i mean i something would have to go horribly wrong for them to lose to liberty in early november like something would have to go terribly wrong for them to lose that game mm-hmm. um but the Indiana, Ohio, and Richmond games are all tough. And we saw what Richmond did to Virginia two seasons ago in 2016. That was not an easy opener for them. And they really struggled and they got blown out. And you have that game at home again, but can you win it this year? That's the real question. Um, yeah, it's a tough out conference slate for sure. And, you know, you get into conference play, it's not all that much easier.
1: Yeah. Worth mentioning here, by the way, that they're going to play Richmond and Liberty. In 2017, that would have been two FCS teams. In 2018, that is uh, an FCS and an FBS team, as the Liberty Flames will be a brand new FBS team here in
0: 2018. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome.
1: I, I, I'm I, with you. I can't see Virginia losing that game to Liberty in November. My problem is that that's, uh, that's a subtly nasty opening slate of three games of a good FCS team, a tough road trip in the Big Ten, and, and a Solid, you know, I think Ohio is like nine and four this year. Like, that's a pretty good MAC team. You Definitely. can very much lose all three of those games. Um, I hope is ready. Um, home games Louisville, Miami, North Carolina, and Pitt. Uh, is <laughs> I have so little faith in Louisville at this point moving forward that as much as they could lose all three of their opening games, I think they're going to beat Louisville at home. It's just Throwing that out there, uh, home against Miami is probably a loss. Uh, North Carolina and Pitt both bouncing back. Maybe try and split those. Um, at NC State, at Duke, at Georgia Tech, at Virginia Tech, Virginia might really be pressed to try to win a road game this year. Um, five road games at Indiana, NC State, Duke, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, that might be 0-5 right there. Is that is that fair? <laughs>
0: it, it, <laughs> I, I think it is fair, unfortunately, for Virginia fans. Um yeah, I don't know. I you know what? I think is gonna have a hard time winning more than four games with this schedule. To be I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, knowing what we know now in January. <laughs> now we got a long ways to go here, Joey. We got nine months until the season starts here. But uh looking at the schedule and looking at what Virginia's losing, ah man, it's tough. I mean, it's gonna be a really tough tough go for Virginia in 2018 and Bronco Mendenhall like unless he pulls off the coaching job of a lifetime it's going to be tough to get the team back to a bowl game I think with all the pieces that they have to replace and you know they're pertinent pieces too I mean you're losing a defensive tackle you're losing um, you're losing one of the best linebackers in the country you're losing one of the best safeties in the country you're losing Kurt Benkert who was a big reason why Virginia won six games this year on offense two out of the top three receivers like you mentioned uh, yeah a lot going on there and Virginia is going to have to really get the ball rolling early and get some early momentum. If they want to even come close to scratching the surface for a ball game this year,
1: what would it take Mike in 2018 for Bronco Hall to get fired after the year?
0: Um, in my opinion, it would take Virginia having to go two and 10 again, like they did in 2016. Cause if they go in two and 10, you're thinking, okay, you got one good season and then you have two seasons where they essentially went four and 20. So I think that's what it would take. Um, I, I think Mendenhall's earned a lot of goodwill for getting Virginia back to bowl season, uh, but they didn't show up in the bowl game. And if they start the season like zero and three, which is not completely inconceivable with a good FCS team in Richmond on the road at Indiana and facing a good Mac team in Ohio. I mean, you're coming off a blowout loss in a bowl game, another loss, the second loss in three years to an FCS team in the opener and then an 0-3 start with a brutal conference schedule. Man, I mean, I could see this thing snowballing fast. What's more likely to happen is they go like 4-8 and eight or something next year, and they keep Mendenhall for year four and then see if it improves.
1: I, if I'm Mendenhall, I'm really hoping I, I I get to survive to year four. Year four out of conference, William & Mary, Old Dominion, at Notre Dame, Liberty. That's a lot more friendly, a lot more... Uh, accommodating i would say than richmond at indiana ohio and liberty yes so i don't know i mean it's tough yeah they got a tough they got some tough sledding ahead of them in 2018 and it might not be pretty mike anything else in virginia i think we're good i think so uh let's get out of here let's go uh, recap some more teams in the meantime they can find us on twitter i'm at ftrs joey he is at mike mcdaniel acc and together we're at bc podcast acc you send us an email to the longest email address, known to demand. That is basketballconferencepodcast at gmail.com. You nailed it. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, the Overcast app, and wherever fine podcasts are sold for free. Mike, tell them where they can find us on the social medias.
0: Sold for free. I like that one. Uh, <laughs> Facebook.com slash basketball conference. Rate, review, find all of our podcasts there, Joey.
1: Hell yeah, go do that. Uh, also, you can find us on YouTube if you ever want to watch us and see like what kind of home decor we have uh, going on, or you want to see you know what my facial hair is looking like or how long it's been since I've shaved. Uh, you can go find us on YouTube. Just search Basketball Conference. We don't have a, like a fancy URL or anything, so uh, you're just gonna have to search for us. You'll Please hit us. that subscribe button, and we got some videos and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mike. We'll come back and do it again soon. Let's do it. Sounds good. Until next time, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I'm Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Until then, go ACC.